super dope. Yo, real quick. Seems like we're doing these watch-alongs for the Dragon Ball movies on Saturday nights. Seems to be the best night. So come hang out on Saturday night, this coming Saturday, uh, July the 17th. Uh, we're shooting for like 10 p.m. Eastern. I will, we will be watching The World's Strongest and uh, probably The Tree of Might as well. So I want to come watch some Dragon Ball movies and talk shit. Links are in the show notes for the Discord. All right. Talk to you there. Okay. Super dope. Welcome to Dragon Ball Super Dope. My name is Kyle. Thank you for checking this out. This is part two of 20, I guess. Jesus, 20 of our coverage of all of the Dragon Ball movies in order. The last one we did was The Curse of the Blood Rubies, I believe was the ridiculous name. We did that with Brandon a couple weeks back, but trying to keep it like a... A good swath of hosts for these early movies. Wanted to get some of the OGs back into play. And today, I'm joined by no longer vaping Mike Norm. Yeah, he doesn't vape anymore. He doesn't smoke weed anymore. He doesn't do any of the things anymore. I am Michael. How are you? Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, that is hard, hard drive wiped. <laughs> um, so I guess we call you Norm? Mike Norm? Just Norm. Yeah. <laughs> Norm! Hey, how's it going? Yeah, he's like a cheer scenario. Yeah. All right. Norm. Okay, well, I'm kind of curious as to, like, I mean, what what do we want to share with the listeners? Where have you been? People ask about you. We have a new super fan named Victor who uh, congratulated you on your marriage uh, oh, the other thanks, day. Victor. Thanks, Victor. We appreciate you, Victor. Nice. Uh, what what you been up to? Well, you know, I had a little change, change in careers. Hell yeah. Working in IT now. Because painting tennis courts and hiding dead bodies, it's just yeah, it's not for everybody. old, man. Especially when I get old. And I'm fat now. You call me Fat Mike, Fat, fat Mike Norm, maybe, you know? <laughs> like a Fat Thor scenario. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or, exactly. Cut my hair, lost my superpowers, got fat. So... That really is where it all kind of started, huh? <laughs> you cut your hair, and all of a sudden, your back started hurting at your job, and you're yeah. like, "I got to get into a desk job, kind of deal." Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Got to cut my hair, stop doing the drugs. Now I'm slanging PCs at Bank of America. Yo, Bank of America, not a sponsor of this podcast. Oh, well, I shouldn't have said that. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> he's not even. He's not even actually with Bank of America. Don't no. worry about it. I'm subcontracted by a subcontractor. See, you didn't have to go into the details. Layers what I said levels. was vague enough, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, well, people missed you. I missed you. But I figured it would be appropriate to have you on for one of these early ones because I'm pretty sure you're the second person to do Super Dope after Brandon. Right. Right. So, in terms of chronology or whatever. Chronology? Yeah, sure. Why not? Fuck it. These motherfuckers ain't educated. They don't know. You don't know what chronology means? <laughs> Chronological order. Yeah. You, you fucking apes. Let me learn, yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you about a word I barely know how to use myself. And make you feel bad for it. No, uh, we're going to talk about the second Dragon Ball movie today. It's uh, Sleeping Princess in Devil's Castle. Hmm. So I've accidentally watched this movie three times this week. The first time I watched it, I was basically effing around in our Discord server. We've been streaming movies and other animes and hanging out in there. If you use Discord, come join the server. There's a link in the show notes. But a bunch of us watched this a couple of nights back. But 
when I put it on, I was like, man, this all seems very familiar to me. And it dawned on me that I'd watched it like a week or two previous when I was thinking about putting this whole, you know, 20 movie run together. I was like, oh, I haven't watched those in a long time. I'm going to check it out. Two weeks ago, definitely drinking. Forgot all about it. And then I knew that you were coming over today to watch it and do this podcast. So I've now watched it three times in the course of maybe, I don't know, 10 days. And man. It's too much, man. It's a it's too much <laughs> for any movie, any Dragon Ball movie, probably. Yeah, yeah. Except maybe Wrath of the Dragon. I can watch that shit all day. Um It's too much for any movie, but it's a forty five minute movie and it's 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 not a very good Dragon Ball movie, all Weird things movie. considered. Weird movie. So me and Brandon said it for the last one, The Curse of the Blood Rubies. The plot of that movie sort of feels like it was written for another movie. Anything, could have been anything. Generic you know, A plot, B plot kind of shit, but they superimpose Dragon Ball characters on top of it. Yeah, you know, it's like the, they use the background for the animations. It's like they just had a bunch of those from a different movie and they recycled it into this movie. That could have been it. Honestly, the the uh, the economical anime styles of Toei Animation are in mm. full display in this movie as no, well. No doubt. The first movie, uh, we made the comment, like, it's pretty beautifully animated. They don't do too many uh, weekly animated segments this movie though whoo-hoo, they do a lot of like goofy which i enjoy like the, a lot of the comedic stuff between goku and krillin in this mm-hmm. movie it's got a very uh looney tunes kind of vibe yeah, at times like that. fucking uh you know the roadrunner and wily e coyote <laughs> kind of stuff right. as they're racing each other that shit's very funny but like it's also sort of uh i don't know repetitive probably mm. cheaper to animate than like a nice Nicely choreographed fight scene or something like that. Mm. Um, this movie is in stark contrast to the first movie, in my opinion. Mm. The plots are both kind of com- convoluted <laughs> messes, but uh, the production quality for the second one is markedly, is that the word? Markedly lower. Mm. I can see that. What'd you think, man? This is like your first dip into a real oh, Dragon Ball movie, huh? Well, you That's know. not Z anyway. It's like they pulled a reverse Disney. It's like they fucking ripped off a ripoff. Fucking Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> yeah, so Sleeping Princess and Devil's Castle. I, I guess I, I read in the Wikipedia page that in the UK version, their dub, they actually just named it straight up Sleeping Beauty and Devil's Castle. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. But the whole thing about this is that it's not a girl at all. Spoiler alert. Whoa. But man, there's like a lot of demons running around with guns. Yeah, a lot of Warhammer 40k vibes from the orcs with guns. Space fucking, orcs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like fucking turrets and shit. Uh, chain, <laughs> chain guns. Like flying two-headed orcs with guns. And then a dude who looks like a Dracula type with blue skin, but his name's Lucifer. Yeah, fucking Edward. What'd you say? Edward from Twilight. <laughs> Did not think you said Edward. Yeah, fucking Bulma got so thirsty for the, the vampire. Even 87, you know? Yeah. Girls were thirsty for them vampires. I think this is a it's a good example of Bulma having a thing for dudes with like real deep widow's peaks, you know? No, I didn't even notice that. Precursor for Vegeta's Resemblance. I didn't notice that. So... As the first movie did, the first 25 minutes of that first film is basically a retelling of, say, like the eight first eight episodes of Dragon Ball where they first meet uh, Goku and Bulma first meet. They first run into Yamcha. They first meet um, Oolong and Roshi and all that. Hmm. It's like a truncated version of that. This aims to do the same kind of idea, except it's the introduction of Krillin and how he in turn becomes rivals with Goku. 
which, all things considered, is I feel like it's pretty well done. In the manga and the anime, it's more or less the same idea. Like, they both show up at or around the same time to get training. Goku's trying to convince Roshi. Krillin shows up. He really gives him a porno. <laughs> and then he's like, no, you have to go find me a peachy peachy gal. <laughs> and eventually, you know, Launch comes back with them and launches this new character in their life. But the interim, they also have to go through... Well, I guess it's not really so much in, in the same in terms of the timeline because some of the training would happen after that, right? Hmm. But they do have similar tropes as to what they encounter in their training with Roshi. Specifically, like, the swimming stuff, sharks getting chased by them and shit, <laughs> the race in and of itself. Is it the the magic stone? It's like it kind of calls back to um, the stone episode where Master Roshi has, like, put his emblem on a rock and threw it out in the woods and Krillin and Goku are, like, going back and forth. Like, that's the whole race element, the competition piece of it. So, like, they have all those nods to some of that early Krillin arc stuff before they go off on this adventure together, eventually leading them to training and then go to the first uh, Budokai tournament, 21st Budokai. Hmm. So it's cool to have all those nods in there, but ultimately the, the end adventure here is to get them to the castle and get Roshi a peachy peach gal <laughs> who, who is the sleeping beauty in Devil's Castle. Mm. They don't know much because they're a bunch of stupid little kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Goku cannot ride the Nimbus. So, again, they have to swim. And right, right, Roshi right. tells him, no Nimbus. <laughs> Nimbus is a fucking no-go. That's not real training now, is it? I always do appreciate, makes me laugh every single time, whenever... Roshi makes the request for a peachy peachy gal. Goku responds back with a bitchy bitchy gag. <laughs> right. It never doesn't make me laugh. Like, I wonder how that translation worked out. It worked out well enough to make me laugh all three times <laughs> I watched this movie in the last 10 days. <laughs> like, me, like, actually, like, surprises me. Um, so, yeah, the boys have to go rescue Sleeping Princess from Devil's Castle. Roshi gives them, like, a, a brief... Whatever the fuck. Meanwhile, it cuts over to blonde-headed launch with her machine guns. Mm. Want to cause a cause? Commit? Want to commit a robbery? Mm-hmm. Get some real valuable shit. She knew it was a diamond, apparently. Oh, she knew all along. She's no dummy. She doesn't think much. with her dick like Roshi does. And me, apparently. <laughs> launch doesn't have a dick, huh? It's probably why I she knew. Not. <laughs> she maybe maybe she does. Mm-hmm. Blonde launch might. That's probably why she <laughs> knew it wasn't a diamond because she doesn't have a dick to think with. Unlike Roshi, he hears sleeping princess, and all of a sudden his perv radar goes off. You know mm-hmm. what? How can I take advantage of the situation? <laughs> Immediately goes to Bill Cosby status. <laughs> um, some of the Krillin and Goku stuff in this movie is probably my favorite parts, though. Like the genuine rivalry. One of my favorite things about Little Kid Krillin is that, A, Charlie Brown-looking motherfucker. Oh, okay. I was wondering who he reminded me of. Charlie Brown, straight up. Yeah, totally. But he's also a dickhead. Oh, yeah. He's very rude, very competitive. Oh, yeah. For somebody who's been training in, uh, you know, Budo, <laughs> and uh, is supposed to be like a monk and peaceful and all that shit, he's a real asshole. Yeah, right? Cheating right off the bat, tripping Goku. Trips Goku, he, like, throws a rock at him after he cuts the bridge out from under him. Right. What else he do? Lots of rude stuff. Yeah. But Goku, he's a good friend. 
Word. Saves his ass. A couple times. Goku don't give a fuck. I mean, Goku does give a fuck. That's the thing. Gives too much of a fuck. Exactly. He's <laughs> too good for this world. Meanwhile, as the boys go off to adventure, Bulma and Yamcha, Puar, and Oolong go to visit Goku at the Kami house. Mind you, Goku arrived earlier in the day to be like, hey, train me, please. Hey, train me, please. But he's already got visitors dropping by. Just hmm. timeline doesn't really make a, no. a ton of sense. Roshi's not too forth- forthcoming, we'll say, with uh, what exactly he sent these guys off to go do. And leads them to uh, the conclusion that they've gone to an amusement park. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. I must have missed that line. So, <laughs> but I mean, like, it, it did look like Disney World. I'll give him that. The fucking castle looked like fucking, right off the bat, my first impression was... That's a fucking Disney castle. <laughs> so the sleeping princess is, and I think it's Majo, whatever the word for castle is, but or Majin castle, something that hmm. would make sense for demon, I guess. Hmm. But like he realizes what he's saying to them as it's coming out of his mouth, and he's like, "Oh, was it Mahjong oh, right, right, right. Castle? Yeah, Mahjong Castle. <laughs> it's an amusement park. Don't even worry about it." <laughs> And they're like, okay, amusement park, great. And they take off with him. First time I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, great. They they brought Roshi along for the flight. Like, Roshi's going to have to go. Really? But they didn't. Oh, okay. They didn't. Roshi just sends these two other teenagers and their two little transforming pets off into the goddamn abyss to go rescue what he hopes to be an unconscious girl. Word. We've all been there. uh, Yeah, I haven't. (laughs) Not lately, anyway. Roshi's the antagonist. Of this movie, in my opinion. I can see that. Like, we got Lucifer and all that. Ribbon Dancer. Ribbon Dancer is like sub-boss <laughs> to Lucifer. But the big bad at the end of the road, the one that we come back to at the very end for the post credit scene, it's Mutant Roshi. Word. Kame Sennin. I'm going to open that door. Yeah. Yeah. Get some air in this fucking closet. Dragon Ball hey, smoking bongs of roo, Jimmy Jimmy Jungle, Jimmy Jimmy Jungle, yeah. Ramen. <laughs> One thing I like about Bulma and Yamcha, well, I guess not Bulma, because this is a pretty common Bulma design with the pink tube top and the side braid. This is a weird look for Yamcha in this episode or this right. movie. Right, he looks real professional. Yeah, real he's clean cut. So, like, we've seen him with short hair. I guess when he goes to the first tournament is when he cuts his hair. This presumably is before that. I can't remember exactly when he gets his hair cut. But the shirt that he gets with, like, the Chinese collar and shit, Mm. Mm. it's a pretty unique look for Yamcha. I kind of wish there was a figure of that one out. Mm. I bet you somebody's out there with a custom of that wild shit. I'll print that shit up. Fucking print it up. (laughs) I love this song so fucking much. So they take off with Bulma's uh, cool jet plane. Doesn't take long for them to, you know, fly through lots of smoke and mist and all that. And they're like, oh, no. This is some creepy territory. We're <laughs> way out here in the wilderness. Get attacked by the flying monkeys. They just press their faces right up against the goddamn window. <laughs> like Goku does in the Broly movie, you know? <laughs> Puts his fucking... Pff, hey! <laughs> you want to fight? These demons do the same thing. And then destroy their windshield or whatever take them hostage Bulma wakes up in a bed by herself they take Bulma hostage boys they just like like oh so here's the thing they make the <laughs> conscious decision to keep Bulma and like make her cause she she's attractive obviously you know that's that's mm. the reason the the demon guys keep her but 
they put her in this bed, this Sleeping Beauty-esque bed with all the things hanging over it and shit. Mm-hmm. And they just like let Yamcha, Puar, and Oolong just roam the halls of this right. castle. They, right. don't, they don't lock them in the dungeon. They don't beat them up. No. They don't drop them off somewhere else. They don't yeet them into a fucking furnace. <laughs> Nothing like that. They're just like, yeah, you just... There's a cafeteria down the hall. <laughs> right. Bathroom's on the left. Yeah. Get out of our faces. We don't <laughs> care about you. You're ugly. Right. And Bulma wakes up however long later, fully convinced that this is like a haunted house at an amusement park going way over the top. And she's awakened. Awakened? Awakened. Awakened. By a blue-skinned man who we saw a shot of previously. Very briefly, when he's taking off his sunglasses and he's like, finally, the sun's going down. I can do my shit. Huh. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what's up with this gentleman. I didn't see his face, but I saw that he was uh, previously wearing sunglasses, you know? Hmm. He wakes her up and says, I'm obviously not a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Lucifer. <laughs> totally normal name. It's, 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 a, it's a kind of a weird disconnect because like, the sunglasses tell me and his ultimate plot to want to get rid of the fucking sun Tells me he's a vampire, and I look mm. at him and I think Dracula. But mm. Then he introduces himself as Lucifer, mm. dicks me all up. Yeah, the the light bringer or some shit like that. <laughs> I wonder if they couldn't name him Dracula because Dracula was already a fighter. Was Dracula a fighter? Yeah, Dracula was a fighter for uh, Urani Baba's like undead tournament. Oh, when Gohan, when when Goku, kid Goku gets to fight his dead grandpa. Well, you know the Japanese, when you think they're going to zig, they zag. Yeah. They just fucking throw you the opposite. They did it. Got me with the Lucifer. <laughs> anyway, it's got to be because of that, now that I'm thinking about that. Because Upa throws up the fucking crucifix. <laughs> and Krillin beats the dude with the the bald, the wolf. Ma- Wait, I'm thinking of something from the tournament. I'm all <laughs> over the goddamn map right now. There's Keep- a lot of fucking material to cover. I got too much Dragon Ball up in my brain. Mm-hmm. It's all getting mashed up together. It's like a goddamn storm up here. <laughs> Norm the storm. Norm the storm. Storm and Norman. And the thunder. Storm and Norman. <laughs> so, anyway, that's probably why they named him Lucifer. Good. Glad we worked that one out. Anyway, Lucifer. Real creepy vibes. Hmm. Bulma's not picking up on that, though. Not to mention Igor with the fucking 5,000cc vaccine. Dude, he's got a comically <laughs> sized, like, syringe. And he's just walking around with it. Nobody's asking any questions. Completely empty. You know he's got to draw something out of with that thing, what right? You, what you gonna do with that, little buddy? <laughs> Dude, Bulma's looking at him holding it the entire time. Doesn't even think Nothing. to ask. Nothing. I mean... I was thinking about this as we were you watching diabetic? it. <laughs> Is that your insulin pipes? <laughs> uh, I was thinking about it as we were watching it. I think at this point in time, she's somebody who invented... I think she's supposed to have invented the dragon radar. Bro, I told you. I just saw the ne- the beginning of the next movie, and it was Pilaf that invented it there. They just finished it. I just fucking told you that. Whoa. It's the first five seconds of the movie. I'm like, Pilaf, I could have sworn Bulma invented that shit. So you're thinking of uh, the next movie? I forget the name of it off the top of my head, actually. Mystical Adventure, I believe. Some shit like that. I believe it's called Mystical Adventure, which, if that's the case, it would be Makufushigi Adventure in <laughs> Japanese, I guess. I don't know. Um, and it's a weird like retelling of Tien and Chaozu's origin stories huh. but yes at a certain point pilaf does work with the red ribbon army to find the dragon balls i believe 
Maybe she meant the portable version because the one Pilaf rented was, was a big giant screen. Yeah. yeah. I watched that movie pretty recently, too. I've watched a bunch of these recently. I can't wait to get to the Dragon Ball Z movies, honestly. Like, sure, me too. <laughs> early Dragon Ball Z movies, I haven't watched a ton of in my life. I've watched a lot of the later ones a million times over. Mm. But, like, The World's Strongest, Tree of Might, I haven't watched those. Eh, actually, Tree of Might, I've probably watched more than most. Dead Zone, I watched that one the other day. Mm. It's not a bad one. Garlic Jr., The Spice Boys. Mm. I didn't watch it in English, though, so I don't <laughs> think they actually call them Spice Boys in Japanese. Anyway, that's enough previews for you, okay? Right. Bulma's not hip to the fact that this dude obviously wants to drink her goddamn blood. Right. She's so dense. And by dense, I mean dumb. But also the smartest woman in the world. Which I'm trying to figure <laughs> out. Like, it's not explicitly said for a while that her family owns Capsule Corp and invented Hoi Poi capsules and that she invented the Dragon Ball radar. But, like, retroactively, as we learn more about Bulma, like, we're meant to assume that she did all this shit and she's this young fucking female lady genius, which is fine. I like that narrative for her. But at this point in time, she's meant to just appear to be like a rich girl with too much money and technology and who is super stupid and, and super thirsty. Super thirsty. Like she's seen Dragon Boy and she's like, or Vampire Boy, and she's like, yes. Hello, Vampire Lucifer Man. You can suck my blood. Yes, you've got blue skin. <laughs> That's totally normal. And I'm into it. <laughs> I live in a world where dogs can be presidents. I will fuck a blue skin man. I don't give a shit. Like you said, Widow's Peaks. Dude, for real. He's got a deep one, just like Jeets. They're all about that. It's the Jeets precursor. Meeting Lucifer in this movie was confirmation way back when that she would be totally down for fucking an alien with a deep widow's peak. <laughs> Just clear into the fucking weirdos. 100% confirmed. But she's got no idea about... The, well, she sees a syringe. She doesn't ask anything about it. <laughs> they decide that they're going to make her part of the ceremony. She doesn't really get it. She still thinks that this is a very elaborate haunted house. They bring her to an arena... Full of big old demons. Mm -hmm. And we mm -hmm. get some really good Kikuchi music in this in this second. It's like ma 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 high, they have high like, drama. High oh it's intensity. awesome. It's awesome. What was good for the Dragon Ball movies back then was that all of the Kikuchi music was pretty much done in the movies and then reused in the television shows afterwards. So when you saw a new Dragon Ball movie, even though at least a little bits and pieces of the plots could be recycled, if you're a music nerd like me, you knew, you knew that you were likely going to get some new Kikuchi music. <laughs> so this big operatic sequence where it's like a bunch of demons in the fucking fork or the background, like, it, you know what it kind of reminded me of? It's not on that epic of a scale, but the Imperial Senate. Okay, I guess. Like, you just kind of pull out and you just see a million fucking things, you know? Mm. But, like, the animated version from 1987. And oh. it's big, fat, chonky right. demons. With guns. Demons with guns. Demons aren't scary enough. Give these <laughs> demons guns. They gotta be big, thick, tall, scary demons with horns and shit, but also... Guns. They gotta get, like, ammo belts across their chests. <laughs> and guns. Right. Lots of guns. So Bulma's going to be part of the ceremony to awaken the sleeping princess. Meanwhile, the boys are still trying to make their way through to the castle. And they have to go through, a, what the fuck is it, like the five, 
the five mountains of devil's hand, mm. according to these notes that I'm looking at. I'm not sure that these notes are even accurate, though. Close enough. Yeah, it's good enough. I'm not me. sure the translation is just about as same. But that's when a bunch of these big, chonky demons with guns rush in to try to stop them. It's a cool sequence to see, because like, anytime I get to see DBZ fighters, I mean, little kid DBZ fighters at that in this time, but whenever I get to see them fight like big groups of people, I'm like, hell yeah. It's different than just a one-on-one thing. I love this. I want to watch this. The choreography in those fights is always very interesting and entertaining hmm. to me. But the first move these demons make, they just rush in with their guns, like hundreds of demons, and they just run over them. And run right past them. And just leave them alone. They fuck off for a minute. <laughs> and then they come back around, and like the lead demon, big red boy. Fucking ribbon, ribbon dancer. Yeah. He starts off with these... With these big, I'm not sure if what, pink the, what the ribbons. proper weapons would be, but it's it's two big orange balls on oh, sticks. Drumsticks. Big old drumsticks. And he's like going to beat the hell out of, going to crush a skull with those, which is fine. But eventually he loses those, hmm. and he's just got this pink ribbon that he's fucking around with. Right, that's his power. He's Rib- pretty good with powers. it. I mean, if you were it's watching, not that threatening. Like, what, even if he hits you with it, what's, what's going to do? He's going like, to wrap you up and strangle your ass to death. With a... Sexy silk ribbon, pink ribbon. He pulls it tight enough, yeah. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> Until you can't breathe anymore. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> no, why? People die from autoerotic asphyxiation. It's no laughing matter. I don't know anybody. Who's yeah, that's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it, his weapon. Kind of reminds me of Aizawa's weapon from My Hero Academia. I know you don't watch that, but he's got like these binding wraps. These cloth fucking mm. carbon fiber things that same kind of idea mm. and he's nasty with him he fucks shit up fucks you up fucks them up fucks your mom up fucks right. his big fucking red ribbon dip dancing <laughs> demon bitch <huh? laughs> lots of syllables yeah it's a pretty cool fight but it starts off like very unceremoniously they just get trampled they're flat on the ground like fucking looney tune shit again mm-hmm. they turn it back around and they're like, hey, what are you doing here? Are you the... This is a, this is a great bit of comedy. Is Goku's got like no idea what a girl really looks like. So <laughs> he sees the big red dude and he's like, are you the sleeping princess? <laughs> Meanwhile, one of this... This is like the best recurring gag in this movie is this little pink demon thing. Oh that my just, god, I, I fell in love with that thing right just, off the bat. Just floats around and just annoys Goku and just bites on his leg and I shit. I want that action figure. I'm thing surprised. It's cute. Like, for all of the random-ass Dragon Ball toys I've seen in my life, I'm surprised I've never seen that little thing I'm surprised it doesn't have a name and a backstory in its own movie and fucking eight fucking volume series. At least a name and a customized bootleg action figure somewhere out there in the world. Seriously. It was fucking funny. And they did it real well with the rule of threes. Like, that thing comes back and forth, like, several times over. And eventually, after they get captured after this fight... They put this thing in charge to keep watching the, uh, of them while they're in the ice. Right. And that was the only thing that could fucking bring Goku down. Because... <laughs> ain't nobody else fucking... Because it chomped on his tail. Yeah, ain't nobody else done that. I mean, it's basically like a cat kind of vibe to it, I feel. Cats put random shit in their mouths. They chomp on electrical okay. cords and shit. Okay. Cats can be dumb. Cat demon. Cat demon. Pink cat demon. True. Adorable. Adorable. But this whole fight sequence, I mean, Krillin's obviously um, running up and just giving lots of fucking hands to people's guts. 
Goku's having a good time with the Nile bulb. Mm. Seen him get a triple slap in, like they lined up. A bunch of them. Like the Stooges, and he's like, bop, bop, bop. Three in a row. There's another good moment where him and Krillin, like, take a break and, like, go to do a pose. And, like, <laughs> accidentally <laughs> smacks Krillin in the head with it. <laughs> right. Good shit. Good shit. I will really appreciate early comedy, or the comedy of these early Dragon Ball movies. To the point where, thinking what I know of the following Dragon Ball Z, like, I've got the Return of Kula movie poster on the wall here. That's one of my. That's probably one of my top three Dragon Ball movies ever, right there. But the seriousness and the dread in that movie at points in time, like I'm so not looking forward to it because these early Dragon Ball movies have just been like such an easy breezy, not great, but Slapstick. like exactly <laughs> easy breezy comedy, stupid shit. I just don't really, you know, just laugh and ha ha, Krillin, you're such a dick. Oh, Goku, you're so. uh oblivious to reality and weirdly confident for somebody who's never really met anyone. You just assume <laughs> that you're the strongest all about everything all the time. I don't know if that's arrogance or self-confidence. Hmm. I feel like it would be self-confidence if he'd been exposed to many people and had other people to kind of gauge his strength against, you know? But him just being like, I've never really met anybody. I'm 12 years old and I've lived in the mountains more or less by myself my entire life. I just met my first girl last week. I feel like he's just arrogant. You know, you let a kid win every game, they're going to think they're the best and everything, and that's how you build confidence. Is that what Grandpa Gohan did? He let Giku... <laughs> that's a Dragon Ball Evolution joke. He let Goku win fights, and that's what made him real mad? Anyway, this shitty movie continues. Uh, they do let Bulma know that they want to drink her blood. She kind of gets a little bit more real. <laughs> she starts asking where her friends are at. Hmm. No, now she's asking. And nobody really even has an answer for her. They're Not like, when she was going to get that glittery vampire dick. Well, I think she still thinks she could get the glittery <laughs> vampire dick, but I don't know, man. It's to be seen. <laughs> I think this guy really just has his eyes on the prize of drinking her blood as he celebrates the end of the sun. Yeah, that's like his side quest, though. It turns out not even to be integral to the main storyline. <laughs> so this shit gets real complicated toward the end, right? Bear in mind, we've got Goku and Krillin barreling their way towards this current event with Bulma. Launch is out there somewhere in the distance trying to steal this diamond as well. Because she knows it's not a lady, it's a diamond. Everyone else thinks that the Sleeping Princess is actually a lady. So. She knows. Somehow. That's a fine misunderstanding, right? Goku and Krillin bust in. They kind of get into a tight spot with the demons and in front of everybody with Lucifer and Bulma. Bulma tries to call for Goku. Songku and help me out and he just like either ignores her or does not hear her at all and just runs away to go fight the demon some more but launch shows up on like her one-wheeled fucking motorbike thing like a boss like a boss like a hot blonde boss busts in steals the diamond <laughs> and then she's the one who lets everyone know like no this isn't a lady this i have the sleeping princess in my hands now goes to make an escape she sneezes, turns back into blue-haired launch, and she's fucking useless. <laughs> Goku has the diamond, and he's like, Woo, I can bring this back to Roshi now. Great. Super dope. Super dope. Mm. But just then, for the first of many times for the rest of this guy's goddamn life, 
Krillin gets grabbed up by the throat by a supervillain. <laughs> Goku has to barter with the villain for Krillin's and life. Foreshadows every single Dragon Ball encounter. Basically, ever. the entire <laughs> dynamic of Goku and Krillin's relationship, man. Straight up. Right off the bat. The entire fucking sequence of events has been. We can get 30 or 40 movies out of this. <laughs> at least, man. If that's the case, we're only halfway there. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> Goku gives the sleeping diamond, ba- sleeping princess diamond back to get his friend uh, released from the demons or whatever, right? And then they double cross him. They double cross him and like drop Krillin, right? They drop him. I don't think they drop. Well, like he runs out of a thing. I wrote some shit down. Uh, sleeping princess. Let's see. So they think that he is going to. Oh, also, we, we ignored the bingo line. When Bulma pulls everything together and she's like, wait a minute, you're going to drink my blood? Bingo, bingo, bingo. Bingo, bingo, bingo. <laughs> I just wanted to point out the bingo line. Nice. Anyway, Krillin, <laughs> throat chopped, diamond, trade, Krillin's free. Um, I'm trying to think, like, what the fuck? I didn't write it down. That was when the little pink guy bit Goku's tail. And Goku got his ass beat. He got his ass beat, but it was before that, Krillin drops and Goku has to call the Kinto wound to go save him. Oh, that was much before that. And he swipes him up and he goes through the Audrey 2 mouth, you know, yeah, the big Sarlacc was, fucking that plant. Was still when we were fighting. Uh, and then he Man. comes back to the demons and he gets his fucking tail chomped and they go to jail. Yeah, directly. Jail. Ice jail. Or. Diamond jail? There's some kind of wall of... I think it's ice jail. Okay. But that wouldn't make much sense now, would it? Because we are in Devil's Castle. Everything that we've seen in terms of aesthetic has been fired at this point. Hmm. So why would it be ice jail? Motherfuckers would break out of ice jail eventually. They were encased in a solid block of something. With just their face and like their little tiny hands sticking out. Hmm. Not an ideal scenario either way, but... If it was just ice, like... Bro, I'm pretty sure your castle's on fire, very nearby. Like, And coincidentally, the moon was full. And Poir <laughs> takes it in and says, wow, what a beaut. My favorite thing about this sequence is, like, once we realize the moon is full, we know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, Yamcha and Puar forgot how this went before. Because mm. that presumably still happened, right? I'm pretty sure he turns into a goddamn Mozoro in the first movie I did the other day, but <laughs> I don't know, man. I've watched a lot of Dragon Ball movies lately. It comes and goes. Mm-hmm. I like that he transforms like they're not entirely sure what it's going on at first. I'd have to think Puar, though, kind of remembered. Somebody did. Somebody remembered the tale. Puar eventually remembers, like Yamcha says, turn into... But it's it's predicated by the fact that Krillin watched that little pink motherfucker bite Goku's tail earlier in the movie. Okay. Krillin points it out and says, we know that his tail is his weakness. Oh, Krillin said it. And I'm like, yeah, I know that you know that, Krillin, because the little pinky dude showed you that. But also, Yamcha and, Pu- Yamcha and Puar, we've already been through this once before, two homes. And that's what Yamcha says to do the exact same thing that he did the last time, turn into a big old pair of scissors, and do a, a weirdly, um, I don't know, the idea of Chopping off an animal's tail is not very appealing to me. It makes me uncomfortable. It shows like a little, you know, the bone fucking mm. piece. And I don't like mm. that. It's always been there. I know I'm pointing out an old thing. It's not the mm. first time I'm noticing it. But every time I look at it, I go, ugh. Yeah. Goku uh, 
breaks out of the ice prison, obviously, because he turned into a big old monkey. That's what happened. <laughs> Poir took care of it with her scissor ass. Scissor ass sounds uh, like a lesbian thing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Goku's now naked. He accepts it, though. Whatever. Poir turns into some pants for him. <laughs> I, I am legitimately wondering like where the dude gets but he gets a pair of like green shorts with some suspenders yeah they're like trousers <laughs> yeah he like laments the loss of his tail for a moment and then all of a sudden he's like yeah whatever my dick's out meh look at my dick meh lots of dick posing in this one man mm. just the normal amount for this yeah man 1987 Dragon Japan Ball. was like yo you guys want a kiss cartoon he has some dick for it. <laughs> but what about the dick? So, which, uh, where, where's the crotch shot? So, Easy Pickens Lunch. Oh, yeah, she introduced herself as Easy Pickens Lunch, too. Mm. What do you think that means? Does that mean she's a hoe? I'd like to think so. Or she robs people's Easy Pickings. That also makes sense. I don't know which one it is. Could be both. Maybe she acts like a hoe to make people think that she is easy pickings, and then she... Picks them easily. Picks them easily. <laughs> Thus making them the easy pickings. So it's like a... The name has like two meanings. Oh, she could pick me. Yeah, she's easily. beautiful as a blonde or as a uh, brown-haired woman. I, I don't disagree. This is where we started to talk about it, but there was a lot that we kind of forgot that we kind of just mostly caught up on. This plot gets so fucking ridiculous. So... Lucifer wants the sleeping princess diamond to put into some machine that he's got rigged up. This big, I don't really know how to describe the fucking it. Fucking H.R. Geiger gun. It's the gun from the fucking, that, uh, the alien movie, the newer one. What the fuck? What the fuck was it called? I don't know, man. I don't know alien shit, but H.R. Geiger is the artist that we're talking about. I want to say contact, but it's not contact. Contact was Jodie Foster. Yes. Uh, Covenant? Is that it? I don't is know. That, the, that could be a Halo thing? thing that I'm thinking of. I've got Halo on the brain constantly. It's very bad. Alien guns. Fucking. He has this big, long, bug, alien-looking aesthetic machine. It's like a big structure within his castle. And his plan is to use the sleeping princess diamond in the machine. You were right, dude. Alien Covenant. Alien Covenant. Word, bird. But it was Prometheus. That's the one I was thinking. Oh, and that's like the early, early prequel, right? Prometheus. So his plan is to use this diamond in conjunction with this machine to destroy the fucking sun? Mm, Like a Monty Burns, (laughs) shot Mr. Burns plot (laughs) several years later does fucking Lucifer beat dude to the punch. Wants to destroy the sun and bring upon like 5,000 years of eternal darkness so that way him and his demons with the fucking chain guns. Chain guns? Rail guns? That was another weird art style they introduced. Like right up against the H.R. Geiger gun, they had that digital screen that looked like something out of the Monty Python animations where they had that fucking weird renaissance looking sun thing yeah man there's like a it's a, i i think it's supposed to be like a gauge on the machine yeah but yeah. they like slowly crank like a paper picture of the sun <laughs> into its thing and when it's in the right position like it's supposed to be like a countdown mechanism but yeah. it's absolutely fucking ridiculous it's just so it, all of a sudden like digital clock kind totally of totally loses its weight weird man 
It's, it is very strange. Yeah, dude, it's like a Terry Gilliam fucking son. Huh. And God opens up from the clouds and says, what the fuck are you doing, Lucifer? Are you trying to destroy the Cut sun that again? shit out. Yeah. Listen, you sleeping princess wannabe motherfuckers. You ain't destroying the sun this week. I brought Son Goku to your castle. And he says, fuck you. I'm Son Goku. And obviously Goku shows up right at the nick of time in his pants and trousers to give a big old Kamehameha to destroy... We think just the machine, which would hmm. be fine, hmm. and then maybe he like punches Lucifer in the mouth afterwards because hmm. Lucifer's not a fighter. We know that. Hmm. He could blast some fucking energy balls, man. That's true. He does let off a big old fucking big red energy blast. Another weird thing that happens in this movie, I think, is notable: the ribbon dancer motherfucker when he goes to chase Goku and Krillin on the Kinto Un, he basically just takes two key blasts. Right. Puts them under the soles of his feet yeah. and uses them to propel himself. It's early Bukujutsu stuff. Huh. And given that this is 87, this is July of 87, right? So, like 15 months in, 4 times 15 is like seven, five, 60, right? So, they're probably somewhere around episode 70 or 80 of Dragon Ball at this point in time. Huh. No Tien Shinhan yet, is my point. Um, I wonder. Tian Shinhan and Chiaotzu are the first two characters in Dragon Ball to use sky dancing or buku jutsu, which then is adopted by everybody and it becomes the common day flying that everyone does in Dragon Ball Z. I see, I see. So I wonder if this this was not put in a comic book beforehand or anything. I wonder if Toriyama came up with the story for it. I, probably not. I don't think he was very involved in these early drag. My point is, I wonder <laughs> if the idea for sky dancing buku jutsu came from this red ribbon dancer motherfucker that we've cast so much hate on today, but he guy. accidentally might have invented flying in Dragon Ball Z. Interesting, kind of like a demon fire look to it. Yeah, like some red, like big, just red round key blasts underneath his feet, and that's how he chases Goku and Krillin, hmm. and then eventually gets eaten by Audrey too. <laughs> Snap, motherfucker! Snap, motherfucker! So yeah, Goku's gonna hit this machine with the Kamehameha. It blows it up, right? Cool. Yeah, Kamehameha, the fuck out of this. Let's shit. have a fight. No, no. Let's not have no. a fight. Want to know why we won't have a fight? Because I guess Goku blew up the whole fucking castle. So, the, the last scene I had to, I had to watch. I only noticed it at the end of the credits. The castle was doing this at the end. Yes, <laughs> it was doing the peace sign. Yeah, they blow it all up, and they're like, "Oh, cool! Well, the diamond, blah blah blah, peace." And then they, <laughs> the post-credit scene where the ultimate villain comes back into play. Roshi, Mutin Roshi, <laughs> they go back to the island and they're like, yeah, so that sleeping girl that you were talking about, uh, it was a diamond, but they've also brought Launch back with them. So he's mm. under the impression that she was the sleeping princess all along. He don't give a shit about the details because she's nope. sexy. Mm-hmm. And they try to explain it to him. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. I don't care. She goes inside. She sneezes again. She turns back into blonde Launch. She puts three very defined holes into the skull of Mutant Roshi. She caps that motherfucker in Dude the looks like he turned into a bowling ball. Right? Yeah, that fucking Krillin look. The proximity <laughs> of the holes looks like the holes of a bowling ball. Oh, okay. It's yeah. hilarious. No doubt, no doubt. And he's just like, yeah, whatever, she's still sexy. <laughs> and then she sneezes back to blue-haired launch, and she's like, did I do anything bad? And he's like, nah, I'm just bleeding out my head, it's but not good. you're cool. I was going to step and back. And then do the slow shimmy back. <laughs> shimmy back. Shimmy back. And she uh, 
Yeah, it's the end of the movie. Ding 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 shit man. Yeah man. Eighties eighties was a hell of a time. They fucking I guess they even had cocaine in Japan. Cocaine. Cocaine. Flower. Um, I've watched a bunch. So you know that meme that I'm talking about? No. It's just some fucking Spanish-looking dude who takes a big thing of uh, a big knife full of flour and puts it up to his nose. Well, cocaine, and then it pans on. He's like, no flour. <laughs> but I watched a bunch of YouTube videos about that guy today. Matt Cabello, I believe his name is. Huh. And he, his story is a fucking mess. People think that he's like an ARG or like. Uh, like a paid sponsor for some fucking medical thing. And he claims that he's got like all this crazy insider knowledge. And this fucking woman is blackmailing him for, it's a mess. It's a fuck. It's, it's a fuck of a story. It's a fuck of a story. <laughs> fucking memes have backstories now. <laughs> oh dude. That's the thing. Nobody, this guy is very evidently autistic. hundred percent. He's got the diagnosis. He mm. talks about it all the time, mm. but one of his things is, he just constantly live streams himself on Instagram. He's got like fucking 70,000 followers or something. Let's see what he's up to. <laughs> Dude, we'll check out Macabella right after this. Um, anyway, that's a podcast for another day, folks. <laughs> you want to hear more about our Macabella rants? We didn't really rant any more about it. That was that's pretty much weird. it. <laughs> but anyway, patreon.com slash dragonballsuperdope. <laughs> nice. This segment's dedicated to our new $25 patron, Jacob. Hell yeah. We love you, Jacob. Um. All right, word. So this movie's fucked. It's really weird. Sure. I'm actually the the thing that's interesting to me about these first two movies is they try to do an honest retelling of parts of the Dragon Ball story and use it as a gateway in for other people to learn Dragon Ball as a franchise. Right. Hmm. Common thing for anime movies to do. The next movie we do completely fucking throws that shit out the window, and it's <laughs> like know that shit from the anime. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Either way, here's the same characters, but a totally different fuck story. We're going to do the opposite of that. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's interesting. Um, but that said, for a sleeping princess and the devil's castle, mm-hmm. uh, one to ten, ten being the best, one being the absolute fucked. What you got? Quality, four. Uh, you weren't a fan of the fucking Looney Tunes gags on repeat? I was. Uh, yeah, in the but. beginning it was good, but I mean, like, okay, if you want, like, a trip, you want, like, a wacky, silly fucking variety of nonsense, seven. <laughs> it was a good fucking smorgasbord of all yeah. the things that make yeah. Dragon Ball fun. All sorts of different art styles and fucking comedy, drama, and fucking titties. Weird characters <laughs> just coming out things from all sorts of angles. Like yeah, man. Goku and Krillin show up by themselves. Yamcha and fucking Bulma show up by themselves. Launch shows up by herself. Was, Roshi's just chilling at home looking at a porno mat the whole time. It was a gumbo of animation. A gumbo. <laughs> with lots of rice at the bottom. Right. Mmm. Want some gumbo. Or some gazpacho. That's the cold version. Oh, shit. Actually, I don't think gazpacho is actually just cold gumbo. I could be making that up. <laughs> Gazpacho, I think, is tomato-based. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know shit about food. Y'all know food? Send me some. Patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. Send me food. Send me that gumbo. So, all right. <laughs> so, you're going for like a... All right. So, quality, you said four overall hijinks and smorgasbord of Dragon Ball 7. Average those two out. What's that? Like a six and a half? Sure. Six? Yeah. Six. 
six, five and a half, I think, actually. I don't know. Who cares? My point is, these are the Dragon Ball movies that I know the least, is these early things, for sure. As we go on, some of these movies I've watched dozens and dozens of times as a kid because I had them on a bootleg VHS. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. you know, you don't have a Funimation streaming app. You've got the one fucking Dragon Ball movie. You've watched it 25 times. Mm -hmm. So some of these movies I've seen a bunch. These movies I did not have. They didn't come over and get dubs until, I I don't know. I think, I don't know when these got dubbed. Honestly, the first time in America by Funny, I don't know when these got dubbed. I don't think they were dubbed back then by the... By the Ocean Group before Funny went independent. This might have been like mid to late 2000s. I'd have to double check, but this could be like a 2006, 2008, 10, somewhere in there. Wow. I don't know. I could be wrong, but my po- I would have watched them Japanese anyway. Yeah, right. I look to. My point is, I don't know these movies as well. It's tough to really assign a true numerical value because I think I automatically want to grade them a little bit higher because it's not as burned into my memory i feel like i'm experiencing things again for the first time in a minute and like appreciating things i might not have appreciated the first time i watched them Hmm. as for those other movies i've watched them enough and i know them in and out you know Hmm. so i feel like i'm kind of grading high that said i'm kind of inclined to give it like a as much of a mess as this movie is in the fucking final like we're gonna blow up the sun shit (laughs) for some fucking reason all of a sudden first we just wanted to wake up the princess then we wanted to eat bulma then we want to blow up the sun like right it escalates pretty quick. Yeah. We want to wake a bitch up. Nope, never mind. We want to drink a bitch's butt. Never mind. We're mm, going to blow like, up the sun. Yeah. I'm going like a six and a half, seven, which I feel if no. I watch this movie again in a couple of years, it might be lower than that. But yeah. for now, I'm enamored with uh, Lucifer's Widow's Peak, his blue skin. How much he could have obviously given it to a 16-year-old Boma had he wanted to, but he probably thought better of that and just wanted to drink her blood instead. Word. Any final thoughts, Mike? Get vaccinated. Yeah, get fucking vaccinated, <laughs> you goddamn dweebs. Tell me I fucking get magnified like Magneto. That ain't the goddamn case. <laughs> I seen that motherfucker. He's like, oh, go magnetic. And then like, oh, yeah, rub flour on your thing and put the shit up to it. And it's like, Whoop. But did you see the lady do it in court? No, I don't With the key and the bobby pin? crazy people. Dude, the, the, all my news fucking shows made fun of it so hard. <laughs> this woman was just like, you know what I actually just figured out? During lunch in my car? <laughs> Seriously, she just figured you it out. You were doing science experiments at, on your she's, car? <laughs> she's like, tell me why a bobby pin and a key stick to me now. Because you're a greasy bitch. Take a shower. So she like puts the bobby pin on her chest. And she's got boobs. So it kind of just... And it's oh, Arizona, okay. too. So like yeah, people... You know her. she's a sticky, dirty bitch. Everyone's sticky. So <laughs> she puts it there and just kind of stays there for a second, right? And she's like, and she takes it off. She's like, look, it's on my neck, too. Like, leans her neck a little bit. I can taste her neck. It's, like, salty. I can already tell. And then she goes, (laughs) and my keys, too. Most keys are not magnetized, first of all. Second of all, she puts the fucking thing on her neck and, and like, won't stick. Because, I don't know, she wasn't sticky enough. The key was too heavy, whatever. Air conditioning in the courtroom. And she's just like, it did it a minute ago. (laughs) Anyway, Science yeah. experiment. If I, if I could just get somebody to talk to me about this, explain this to me, that'd be great. Like Bill Lumberg, that'd be great. <laughs> like, I wish I had Magneto powers. Dude, Fuck, I get vaccinated all the time. Fucking fill me up. Bill. Bill. Gates. Tony. <laughs> fill me up, Tony. Tony Fauci with that Fauci ouchies. 
<laughs> yeah, get vaccinated, you fucks. Um, all right, so we're doing these watch-alongs in the Discord. If all goes according to plan, you should be hearing this, I think, in the second or third week of July. So um, I assume next week will probably be a manga episode with the boys from Patreon, Marcus, Leonard, Reese. I'm not sure who's on, but... Um, the next time you hear us, we'll be talking about Dragon Ball Mystical Adventure. Uh, if you do want to jump in the Discord and have watch, like basically watch the movies with me and a couple of these other guys hanging out, um, that's like half the fun. I'm at, the, the first time we did a watch along for Discord, I didn't realize that you could boost the in the service provided to the Discord so you can stream at a higher frame rate. You know, mm-hmm. so trying to do the first watch along, me and Reese and Marcus were just like banging our head against the wall because it was so <laughs> miserable. <laughs> And like I disconnected, I was like, "This is a bad idea." I can't believe I announced that I was going to do this, and then I realized I could upgrade it for whatever fucking fee, right? I see, I see. So we upgraded it. We watched a few different things the other night. Um, I think we're going to continue to watch these Dragon Ball movies for sure, leading up to me recording about them. But um, I also think that we're going to start watching some other shit too. Uh, Tyson's trying to get me to watch some Netflix anime about fucking Thor or something. I don't know. Huh. Ragnarok. Am I making that up? Yo, that's a movie. About Thor? Yeah, Thor Ragnarok is like my favorite Marvel movie. Me too. Well, it's up there. Civil I War, I think, is actually my favorite Marvel movie, but Thor Ragnarok's top five. Probably Comedy. top three. It's good everything. Dude, the dynamic between Thor and the Hulk in that movie. Oh my god. Jeff's Kiss oh my from my Batman fucking Fat Man Beyond listeners. So good. Well, jump in the Discord. Do these watch-alongs with us. You know, throw the video on. We throw the voice chat on. You guys watch the screen. It streams pretty clearly for the most part. Knock on wood. And uh, we just kind of talk shit, hang out, and take these things in together. I made the boys watch uh, some episodes of Cowboy Bebop the other day. Nice. Good shit. Good shit. Uh, I'm going to make them watch Ranma soon, too, I think. And they're going to be like, why is this guy Why are you doing this to us? Why blah, blah, blah? Why does he have boobs all of a sudden? I'm confused. I'm going to be like, yeah. 80s Japan. 80s Japan. You're a sexist. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning the listeners have got problems with the boobs suddenly appearing. Right? I got boobs. Me too, dude. Oh, Look at these things. YouTube.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. You can subscribe and see these things on camera for right. free. OnlyFans. Check out my OnlyFans. Norm the Storm. Slash OnlyFans. Norman. Norman. <laughs> oh, my God. No more vape. Vaping Norm. Vaping Mike Norm is dead. Norm the storm. Yeah, that's right. The Lives vape on. clouds have cleared. The storm has driven in. Vaping Norm is dead. Now he's the storm. <laughs> nice. Nailed it. <laughs> Great job.